You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What up, world? Welcome and on to another episode of the Ocho, presented to you in partnership, as always, with SB Nation's bloggingtheboys.com. My name RJ Ochoa. You know me, of course, from BTB and from Riders, your humble host on the Ocho. It is Thursday, the third day, October 12th, 2023. We hope all is well wherever you are. We hope you're happy, safe, healthy, and that you are excited about having a Sunday all to yourselves. No Dallas Cowboys football this weekend. Um, obviously, the Cowboys playing on Monday night football. Obviously, I understand if a lot of you don't feel like watching the Dallas Cowboys right now based on what happened um, last Sunday. No, um, I kid. I think it's been long enough to where we're, we're, we're over being really, really, really mad, and we're still just kind of really mad, um, and that'll continue to dissipate, obviously, as Monday comes along. Um, I'm recording this on Wednesday, uh, October 11th at 5.12 p.m. Central Standard Time. That's what my computer reads at the moment, um, so hopefully a few hours before the Houston Astros punch their ticket to their seventh straight ALCS, where, um, again, hopefully we will meet all of you Texas Rangers fans, uh, which will be very awkward on the internet for us for about a week and a half. Uh, but we'll see. We'll make it through. I promise. Um, consider that, you know, I rooted for a team that went up against a Philadelphia sports-based team, sports team in, in the World Series last year um, and uh, and made it through. So uh, we'll be fine. Uh, but um, I am recording this on Wednesday, which means I'm recording this one day before Thursday. Uh, today is Thursday for you. If you are a Texas Rangers fan in the Dallas area or if you're anybody in the Dallas area, I tweeted about this. Um, this is not an ad, but a lot of people uh, like this. I actually post on Instagram. Got a lot of action there as well. Um, there is a new Raising Canes. Actually, I believe it's a remodeled raising canes that is opening uh reopening i guess today thursday october 12th um, in the dallas area it is co-branded between post malone and the dallas cowboys it has a cowboys star like a ma- i don't know exactly how tall it is but it's massive uh cowboys star at the drive-through there's a post malone fan mailbox there's all sorts of cowboys and post stuff inside of the canes uh looks super awesome um based on the pictures that were sent to me uh, i'm going to share some more once i have them um you know after the kind of grand reopening whatever you want to call it um if you do want to go if you are in the dallas area or you want to make the drive or whatever if you're ever going to be there this is the address although it is um, on a thread with a tweet and the pinned comment on my Instagram post. You can check that out at RGO Cho in both of those places. But 2255 West Northwest Highway, that's a Dallas, Texas, zip code is 75. 
zero if you do go i would love to hear all about it i did get one of the post malone cups at my local canes and uh super cool so um turns out a lot of people excited to check this place out so i'm excited to hear some reviews myself um i'm excited for you to hear today's conversation um the ocho this season uh i've been so focused on getting guests who cover the teams that the dallas cowboys are going to be playing for that week obviously we'll be off that rhythm next week because the cowboys will be on bye, but we'll still have a guest for you don't worry um this week is one of my very, very, very good friends, uh, a colleague of mine, coworker, but uh, beyond that, an actual friend, right? You know, I mean, I'm fortunate that everyone I work with is a, is a good friend of mine. That's why I love my job so much. But sometimes, you know, people have people they work with that, you know, are just work acquaintances and not friends. No, this is a great friend of mine, Michael Peterson. He is the me uh, for our Los Angeles Charger site at SB Nation, Bolts from the Blue. Uh, Michael and I have done several shows together on our NFL show feed in the past. Um, we've talked Cowboys Chargers before. Um, if you're a longtime listener, you've heard him. We had a great chat, um, kind of things to look out for, things to be weary of. Um, he's actually, well, I don't want to spoil it, but he had some interesting thoughts on Kellen Moore and kind of how things have been going for the Chargers under his guidance on offense so far this season. Um, it's been a tough week, um, as I kind of made mention of and made light of at the beginning. Um, I know we were all super down in the dumps and you know had kind of a down uh, round table, all of us here. Um, and that's, that's just what happens if you have followed, you know, football or the Cowboys or any sports long enough, um, you know, your team has a big loss or a devastating loss or a frustrating loss. And you kind of, you know, you can take some time and you can pout and you can be mad. And I know I pouted and I was mad and I still am to some degree doing both of those things. Um, but the good news about the Cowboys is like every NFL team, they're back in our lives one week later. Um, this is a big game. Uh, it's a big opportunity for the Cowboys to kind of slow the skid, get to four and two, get to the bye, take a deep breath. And I think it's important to note Cowboys are four and two if they win on Monday night, obviously. Um, then they're on bye. Is, I literally just said these words. Uh, but after that, after coming off the bye, the Cowboys get the Los Angeles Rams, who will be coming off of a game against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, the Rams were Rams pretty good, but I mean think we'd take the Cowboys to win that game right now that's a chance to get to five and two um, after that Dallas visits Philadelphia I think it's pretty conservative to say the Cowboys will split with Philadelphia this season so let's call that one the loss because it's in uh, it's in Philadelphia and it's a tough place to play et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. but still that would put them at five and three and then the two games before Thanksgiving they get the New York Giants at home um, 40 to nothing six and three and then they visit the Carolina Panthers. Now, historically, the Sunday before Thanksgiving is kind of a touch-and-go game for the Cowboys. Um, but the Panthers just look so bad um, that if they, you know, get to – if the Cowboys are 7-3, and three, you know, on Thanksgiving Day, that's a really hard thing to be upset by. And it kind of goes back to what we said. Uh, the Cowboys, in all likelihood, are going to win double-digit games, going to be a playoff team, X, Y, and Z. Um, it doesn't change that we're disappointed that the 49ers seem to have their number. Uh, but, um, you know – my point is, hope is not lost. You know, you're allowed to be upset and everything like that, but hope is not lost with regards to the Cowboys this season. But a lot of that hope, you know, there, there's a, a sort of, um, I don't know if you can be re-catalyzed or whatever. I don't think that's a word. Um, the, you can be re the hope will be reignited. There we go. <laughs> if I, can, uh, I don't need to use scientific terms. Hope will be reignited uh, with a win on Monday night against the Chargers, um, which is what we're all obviously looking forward to. So um, let's go ahead and without further ado, get to our interview. Uh, you can and should. I mentioned his Twitter handle several times. He really is just an incredible person. Um, everybody should follow Michael Peterson on Twitter at Zone Tracks. That's Z-O-N-E-T-R-A-C-K-S. 
guest, Michael Peterson from SB Nations, Bolts from the Blue, joins us next right here on The Ocho. Very pleased now to be joined by the one, the only, the internationally famous, the dashing, the debonair, the smooth, the best dancer that I know, uh, the most rockin' DJ. He rocks around the Christmas tree at Christmas time. Uh, I can't wait to hear what his Halloween costume is going to be this year. My very good friend, one of my best friends in the entire universe from SB Nation's Bolts from the Blue, it is Michael Peterson. Michael, thank you so much for taking the time to join us at Blog on the Boys. Yeah, it's uh, great to be here. And just when I think that your your introductions can't get more uh, grand and mm. large scale, uh, you tend to to overdo it and uh, show me out. So uh, I appreciate that. That was great. What um what are you going to be for Halloween? You didn't answer. So <laughs> my wife and I have had uh, ideas for like cool, funny uh, couples costumes for mm -hmm. uh, at least the last couple of years now. And we just haven't, we haven't dressed up for Halloween in a long time. Like it's okay. been maybe five years or so, maybe actually never since we got married almost five years ago. And, but what the ideas are is uh, one of them is I'm Nicholas Cage and she's the declaration of independence. Excellent. And Would you carry around like lemons? Yeah, I mean, it, we just we love that movie, but also like ironically, kind of like we think it's a great movie, but also, damn, it's funny because it's just Nick Cage, you know. And then the other one is uh, I'm Mr. Incredible, but out of costume in my in a car that I make like out of cardboard. Mm -hmm. That's just this box around me. And I'm just this big hunched over guy. And then she's something else or Mrs. Incredible. And we have like air bubble quotes above us attached to our back. Like mine is when did they change math? You know, math is math and mm -hmm. that whole scene and stuff like that. So we get funny ideas from from movies we watch um, and we think they're so great. We love talking about them. We've never gone through with it so yeah. um if my vote counts i vote for the um the nick cage declaration of independence thing um right. i i'm not a big incredibles fan like it's good um but i do feel like it gets a little overplayed um like it doesn't sure. belong in the pantheon of great pixar movies I actually really? was talking to jp acosta our colleague about this recently on uh, on the nfl show um my wife and i recently watched cars for the first time uh, what are your your thoughts and takes on on that movie and that um, franchise, because actually, we, you and I were talking about Mark Schofield mm -hmm. right before we started recording, who Blog yep. of the Boys knows. Um, he, because I was like, I guess we need to watch Cars 2. And Mark mm -hmm. immediately went, Cars 2 never happened. Um, so I've been instructed to never watch this movie. That's interesting. Uh, I'm not a big fan of Cars. Uh, okay. Like, I've, I think I watched Cars 1 recently in the last couple of years. I've never really watched the other ones. I think I've seen Cars 2. Um, but, like, I couldn't tell you anything about what happened in it off the top of my head. I don't think it's up there with like you said, if you didn't like Incredibles, I don't think I'm I'm a biggest fan of cars. Like I do think it's a good movie. Um, it's just not my thing. Maybe it's just because I'm not a, like a car person in real life. I just right. don't care. So when you see them animated, you're like, this doesn't move the needle for me or anything like that. Um, but yeah, we watch a lot of Disney Plus in our house because my wife calls them her mo emotional support movies. I don't mm -hmm. know if you've ever heard this term before. But they're movies that you just basically turn on for either background noise or, you know, you're just having like a weird day. Totally. And so you turn on something that kind of leaves you with just like this even keel positive feeling while you're viewing it the whole time. I'm with you. Um, her other ones are like The Princess Diaries and uh, Freaky Friday and some of those old oh. classics from Disney as well. Yeah, she knows every word to Princess Diaries. Like it's, it's absolutely insane. The um the Jamie Lee Curtis Lindsay Lohan Freaky Friday is really underrated um as mm -hmm. well um I really enjoyed um I'm sure your wife will know the name of the song um the song that Lindsay Lohan sings at the end you know what I'm at talking about end, like when yeah the, yeah, yeah. When the credits roll mm -hmm. uh, that was a good time like circa whatever it was 2000 you know two 2003 so yeah 
No, it absolutely is. And so I actually, because I, I bring this up, I want to actually turn this on you, which is what is your emotional support movie? Mm. Um, so this is like, I'm, I'm just needing like a pick me up. Is that the, like the, yeah, like it's, for? I mean, it's kind of synonymous with like maybe what your favorite movie is, but it's just mm. like, you've seen it a billion times and it doesn't matter how many times you've seen it. It's always good. You don't get bored of it. And yes, it can pick up your mood. If so, I understand the question. I have two different answers. Um, one is relatively new for, all of time really and all of time that will remain uh my answer is back to the future but the trilogy it's one movie like okay. you can't watch it you know you can't say like oh part one part two what it, it is a full story that requires all three parts to be properly told mm -hmm. um i've seen i've probably seen that like i don't know 85 times like as sure. a whole the entire trilogy um love all the documentaries love all the books i don't want them to make a fourth i don't need that like do not touch it leave it alone it's perfect as flawless as it is mm -hmm. um, but a newer development for me and this is situational um and it has to be kind of this time of year you're in a much colder climate than i am but so like mm -hmm. it's cold outside spider-man no way home um kind of reminds me of the holiday season a little sure. bit um i don't know why maybe the snow scene at the end uh but that is a, a newer development for me like i will leave mm -hmm. that on and just kind of feel good it's um you've seen it i presume spider-man yep. no way home mm -hmm. it's it just tugged at nostalgia in the right way uh it's funny that we, we talked about uh pixar i remember going to see toy story 3 with my friends in college and like mm -hmm. the day it came out and I was so, in a funny way, angry at the little kids who were there, mm -hmm. um, just because I felt like you don't deserve to see this yet. You know, you your parents showed you parts one and two last week, and you think you're this diehard. Like, I've been waiting a very long time oh, to yeah. see this. Um, and so in a similar way, Spider-Man No Way Home is this really unique thing that ties together these experiences that we had in many different ways with all the different Spider-Men. So it's a, mm -hmm. it hits hard for me um, around this time of year. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I can't, I, I feel like I, I should know what this is, but wasn't there a movie that came out recently that was some years after the last one? And it was, we kind of had the same feeling was this movie's meant for adults. It's not meant for kids, even though like it's based on a kid's movie, but we've been waiting years for it. Like, I don't know if you can think of it off the top of your head and I might be crazy. Maybe it's a video game or something else that just came out again, but it was something that came out. And I just remember thinking, this is not for kids. <laughs> this is for adults, us, our early to mid thirties, what have you. If you can't think of it, maybe that's, maybe I'm just crazy. Um, but I just, I understand that feeling. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Um, I can't think of exactly what you're thinking of, but I, um, I was never like a big Top Gun fan, but the, mm -hmm. the new one that came out, you know, whatever it was like two years ago, um, had a similar sort of thing. Um, you know, yeah. it's kind of like, well, you know, not everyone should get to watch this right away. Right away. I'm not saying you all have to wait 30 years to, mm -hmm. to watch it, but you know, like pay your dues. That's really how I feel about a lot yep. of things. Um, uh, Michael uh, runs our Charger set at SB Nation, Bolts from the Blue. He's on Twitter at Zone Tracks. You should follow him, and you can see all of his takes on movies, food, culture, uh, politics. Michael tweets all the time about politics, and he offends people left and right. Um, and uh, the state of Minnesota, um, I have to bring that up because the Astros yep. are still in the middle of their series against the Twins uh, while mm -hmm. you and I record this. Are you a Twins fan? I don't think so. No, I am not. So I, I've never been a big baseball guy, mainly because I, I didn't. I don't watch sports that I didn't really play a bunch growing up. Baseball, I only played one year. Um, it was like between middle school and, and high school. Uh, kind of naturally became a Cubs fan for a bit in college because University of Iowa was basically just Chicago kids. Mm -hmm. um, so when they won the World Series was like my last year there and people flooded the streets and did their whole parade thing like it was Chicago. So that was cool. Um, when I had to cover the Padres uh, a couple years ago for SB Nation, I kind of got into the Padres. I mean, it was kind of cool. They were a fun team the whole slam diego concept was mm -hmm. was fun but when i stopped covering them i also 
stopped kind of caring a little bit. And then I've seen what's going on this year and what happened. And it's like, okay, well, maybe that's yeah. a good idea. Yeah, you got out um, at the right time. Um, well, thank goodness you're not a Twins fan because that would make us mortal enemies for the time being. Yeah. Um, a lot of my listeners or our listeners at BTB are uh, Texas Rangers fans, which is going to be super awkward for me if the Astros uh, make it to the ALCS. Right. But that's that's a future problem. Uh, the current problem, actually, there's a lot of current problems with the Cowboys, but everybody's mm-hmm. looking forward to solving them against the Chargers. Um, the Cowboys are at present time two point favorites on the road on Monday Night Football against the Chargers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know more about the Chargers than anybody. Um, everybody is i'll put it this way um i'm way more terrified of kellen moore going off than i have been ever since he left uh because of where the cowboys are at the loss they're coming off of on sunday night football against the niners um the cowboys are on their bye after this game the Chargers are obviously coming off of it right now uh but if dallas goes to la the mighty home field advantage the chargers have and gets worked by kellen moore's chargers it is going to be a very long two weeks and i really don't want that to be the case yeah, I think that's, you know, kind of crazy to think is actually going to happen. Uh, it's not like the Chargers are hitting their stride or peak or anything with their offense. Um, Austin, Austin Eckler, excuse me, is coming back. He said uh, recently that there's a 99% chance that he will suit up against the Cowboys. Um, Kellen Moore will love to have Eckler back. Obviously, the running game hasn't been much of anything since week one when they did rush for 234 yards with Eckler going for, I think, 117 in a score. Um, but obviously, Mike Williams is out, you know. They lost Corey Lindsley, who has this non-emergent heart issue. Um, never heard of this this thing before in my life or this issue, but they put him on IR. And honestly, the way they've been talking about it is, is it, it sounds like he might not play football again. I know mm. that's crazy. They haven't said anything like it. It is just the way the announcers were talking about it prior to the Raiders game was that, you know, they're going to they're gonna uh, work with him on a daily basis to figure out his best course of action, what his prognosis looks like. And it was just like daunting in a way. This wasn't like, oh, he'll be, you know, he'll take four weeks, take a break, mm-hmm. get it under wraps and come back. No, it really sounds like Corey Lindsley honestly may have played his final snap uh, for the Chargers. So you're talking about, you know, could, could Kellen Moore go off against the Cowboys? possibly if all things click we'll see how Eckler changes the offense but I mean we saw the offense completely disappear in the second half against the the Raiders they didn't score a single point you know they were up by I believe at least double digits at halftime and then couldn't do anything I think they had 20 what is it 13 plays for 25 yards from there like on a whole half in an offense that seems to be able to move the ball against everybody at any point when things are clicking so I really don't know what to tell you. I think it'd be cool. This whole Kellen Moore revenge game concept uh, is fun to to lean into the storyline and stuff like that. Uh, but this is a really good defense. And I just think if, if anyone believes that the Cowboys defense uh, all of a sudden isn't good because they played a <laughs> Shanahan offense that can make any defense look bad because that guy knows how to, how to scheme up layups like anybody's business. I mean, it's insane what he can do. So, and he also has good players that he's doing it with now at this point. So, uh, I just don't think that'll be the case. If if Kellen Moore goes off, I would be very, very surprised. Mm. Um, you are catering to the audience. Um, so playing the hits. Good for you, Michael. Again, uh, Michael's on Twitter at Zone Tracks. Um, everybody should follow him. Um, well, I mean, that's interesting uh, because the conversation all week, and you know how it is, like after the poor offensive showing for Dallas against the Niners was, and that obviously had nothing to do with Kyle Shanahan, was, oh, man, remember, like things were so much better with Kellen Moore. But, I mean, you know, it's just, it's terrible now, right? Um, I'm not defending Mike McCarthy, um, mm-hmm. and everybody knew about the red zone struggles, but the Cowboys did have the most red zone opportunities uh, prior to their game against San Francisco. But granted, you know, again, it was a, a really poor showing in that specific game. Um, but everybody misses Kellen Moore. And so I guess the question is, because you're saying you'd be surprised if he went off. 
are you satisfied with Kellen Moore? Because I think everyone thinks that Chargers fans have to be. I would definitely say I'm satisfied um, off the back because of how different immediately the offense looks than when Joel Lombardi was still at the helm. Uh, one of the things that I read recently was just how good they've been in scoring position. I think within the red zone, uh, Justin Herbert has thrown six touchdowns. He's rushed for three. Um, he has no turnovers in the low red zone. Uh, like, that's their money area, which is absolutely phenomenal. It helps when you've got big receivers. You've got a 6'8 tight end in Donald Parham, who has three touchdowns early this season to help Ty lead the team. Um, and then you're only going to get Austin Eckler back. So it feels like that's where they can continue to find success. But in, in a game like this, you don't just start in the red zone. You're going to have to fight this Cowboys defense and get there in the first place. And that's where it kind of starts to worry me. Um, Rashawn Slater still doing very well at left tackle. Trey Pipkins is fine, who they re-signed to start for the next couple of years at right tackle. But then losing, you know, an all-pro center who's more of a better pass protector than he is a run blocker. You've got two young guys, two second-year players at each guard, Zion Johnson, Jamari Sawyer. Like, it's a better offensive line than the Chargers have had for some time. But this is still a really good Cowboys front seven. Um just Slater's coming off actually an unusually bad game Four pressures allowed. He had three through the first three games entirely. Um, he only had seven total all of last year, or excuse me, six pressures all of last year. He's at seven total this year through four games. I mean, he's still good, but he's, he's seen, he's been taken advantage of at least a couple times early on. So overall, like, yeah, I'm happy with it. Uh, but just like the Cowboys are down on their, their team after this recent loss, I'm naturally going to be down on Kellen Moore just because of the way the offense disappeared in the second half against the Raiders. Even though the Chargers won that game, just to be clear. I mean, in case, yeah, I mean, yeah, but was, like, we, yeah, sure. We saw how it happened, though. You know, like this team, you could always say, oh, they could be, you know, undefeated or they could be completely defeated. But like we saw what happened against the Vikings. They somehow pulled it out. We saw what happens against the Raiders. Somehow pulled it out. You know, if the offense just at least against the Raiders did anything, that game is a lot easier to finish, but it happened to be dramatic because that's just who the Chargers are. Um, you mentioned the Vikings game. That was now mm -hmm. what? Three weeks ago. There's the first one of the yep. season for the Chargers. They fought them off, did not fall to 0-3. Brandon Staley had the weird go for it moment. I, on, I don't even know. It was like his own like 34 yard line or whatever it was almost blew yep. up in their face, but it didn't. Um, Brandon Staley is like a, an easy punching bag for a lot of NFL yep. people. Um, are you impressed? Are you, are, is it unfair criticism? Cause sometimes it could be that way. Sometimes people just find that one moment and they overlook the rest. Um, I've soured on Brandon Staley personally. Um, but I have to imagine he has some redeeming qualities. Yeah. I, I think there's, reasons to sour or to have have soured on Brandon Staley recently. And I don't actually think it's the decision to go for it. Um, you know, I think there's, it's an old head mentality to believe that based on just the white or black and white context of it's fourth down on your territory punt, no matter what, just right. like hundred percent of the time you just simply do it. No, I mean, he, he they have a, a numbers team, right? Every NFL team who wants to be in the, the current day, they've hired people to, to give them the stats in real time, uh, win percentage added. If you go for it, if you get it as uh, you know, uh, compared to if you don't get it, stuff like that. So both times that I've watched the chargers put themselves in the situation to go for it on fourth and one, uh, in their own territory, I've never thought, dang, why is he going for it? I'm not happy about this. What I've been upset about was against the Vikings. I didn't like the play call specifically because they were trying to run fullback belly against a team that had shut down their run the whole time. Uh, up to that point, I was still kind of fuming that like, hey, we have a 6'6 quarterback who is a strong guy. We have an all-pro center. Why are we not trying like this brotherly shove quarterback sneak like the Eagles do? 
And so it, that was upsetting. It was just like, it just feels like there's better plays to be called in these moments. But then fast forward a week, the Raiders game, they're in the same situation and they attempt to do the brotherly love quarterback sneak and they don't get it. And it was just really poor uh, effort on their side. It just seemed like they couldn't get any movement. And I'm just going, okay, I'm glad we saw it, but I guess the chargers just aren't built like that. You know, mm -hmm. this is a real, this is a gut check time plays like these really differentiate between great teams and just fine teams. The great teams know how to get those yards. Tom Brady was not a physically imposing quarterback and they were automatic on these quarterback sneaks without him being pushed, you know? So the right. fact that the chargers it's modernized where they, they're allowed to push him from behind. They still couldn't get this yard blows my mind. And unfortunately now I just have to accept the fact that they're not that team. They're not built like that. They're not built different hashtag built different or anything like that. It's just unfortunate. Um, but they've won. I could be singing a different tune had they not won either of these games, had they been, if they're one and three, oh, and four, sure. But I will not fault them for the process. I fault them for execution and result. It feels like a big two week stretch or two game stretch, short week, obviously, uh, for the Chargers, and that it's Kellen Moore's opportunity. I don't know how much everybody cares. Like, I don't think this is uh, the Jets rallying around Nathaniel Hackett, you know what I mean, against the Broncos. But mm -hmm. I, I mean, certainly I would imagine everybody wants to win it for Kellen Moore. And then Sunday's a road trip to see the Kansas City Chiefs, right, who are going to be coming off the mini by themselves playing the Broncos uh, this week on Thursday Night Football. Um, that's a real, like, th those two wins could swing the Chargers kind of back into the national spotlight. Everybody's loving on them once again. I don't know that this loss, like, breaks the Chargers season. Um, but it, it seems like a really, you know, really powerful opportunity. I don't put, like, a lot of stock into, oh, the Monday Night Football thing, but, like, if they – Oftentimes the Cowboys, you know, beating the Cowboys is a, a, a big boost for teams. Right? You get a lot of love, a lot of juice. That's just, you know, the nature of who the Cowboys are. They're this opportunity for everybody to dunk on. Um, a win against the Cowboys right before going to Arrowhead could be a really nice launching spot for the Chargers. That's what I'm afraid of personally. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a tough two-game stretch. I'm looking at the, the schedule right now. Um, they could easily drop these two games and no one would bat an eyelash, right? These are two teams right. who have been amongst the best teams the last couple of years. Um, so if the Chargers, let's just say they do lose these two games. Okay. You're looking at two and four, but then you come back with games against the bears and the jets, which arguably are two teams. The Chargers probably should beat when you consider if, if you hold the Chargers in, in such a esteem that they're a good enough team, you see teams on the schedule, you go win, win, lose, lose, whatever. This looks like a way for them to get back to four and four or 500 if they do lose the Cowboys and Chiefs. And then the schedule kind of becomes a little bit up and down. Um, you get the Lions following the Jets, but then the Packers. So like you could go one and one there. Ravens and then the Patriots again, one and one. They just seems like a, the rest of their schedule could really put them in a tight position where they simply can't lose games. They should win. And then they have to win games more than likely they should lose to try and push for another playoff appearance. Because the bar this year was obviously set pretty high. After his first season going nine and eight, you barely missed the playoffs on that whole, mm -hmm. like, should they tie the Raiders concept? And then the next year, they they secure a playoff position. It was like the earliest they have in some time, uh, but they lose. And we all saw the implosion debacle that that was. So naturally, in year th three with Staley, you're not only just making the playoffs. Making the playoffs is like bare minimum. But you want to increase your win, uh, your win total. So eleven wins. You want to win a playoff game. So what you're going eleven in? What would that be? Six, and then you're winning a playoff game. But all of a sudden, just like we're four games into the season, at least for the Chargers, that's really lofty. 
all of a sudden, you know, this schedule does not look as easy as it used to maybe at the beginning of the season. So I think it's a really tough road for them. Uh, but I think, yes, a win against the Cowboys would provide a level of confidence for the Chargers to really work off of. Um, but again, it's tough to imagine them handling the defense as well as it's played so far, despite this past Sunday's uh, result. Um, but we'll see. It's going to be an exciting game. Chargers and Justin Herbert always play really well under the lights. I think they always kind of play up to uh, the opponent that they have. They played the Niners last year really tough. They always play the Chiefs tough under the lights. So we'll see, but I'm expecting something along those Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to the Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. I said this was my deepest fear. Um, have you seen the movie Coach Carter? With Samuel Jackson. Yeah, I actually love that movie. Yeah. Who doesn't, uh, to be clear? But um, mm -hmm. there's the line at the end where he asks Cruz, what's your deepest fear? And then he has the like, our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. It's that we're powerful beyond measure or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, at one point when I was in high school, that quote was my uh, my computer background. I was that guy. Really? Uh, what was yeah. your senior quote? Not to take a break. But what was yours like? Do you have a senior quote in the yearbook? I I honestly don't think so. Um, really? But if, if I did, it probably was Don't Give Up by Jim Valvano. Um, if, if I, that, that feels right. Um, That's because the, one. the coach Carter quote was really long. Like there was no way it sure. could be like a yearbook quote. Um, what was your senior quote? I guess. Since so in this. hindsight, it's kind of cringy, but also sort of hilarious, uh, okay. because I quoted like, so I graduated high school, what, 2012. And this was an older movie. So have you seen the replacements with Keanu Reeves? What a horrible question. Everyone has seen this movie. Michael. Okay. Oh, well, just, just checking. You just saw cars. What do you mean? Oh, that's that's a fair point. <laughs> okay. But it's his quote where he goes, pain heals, chicks dig scars, but yeah. glory lasts forever. I, I thought that was so smooth at the time. <laughs> I don't know if it still is, maybe, but who knows? But, uh, you know, the chicks dig scars line is a little like, uh, that's so 90s. Do you know when he says that in the movie? Do you, do you remember the point? 
it's been a minute, but wasn't that like right at the end? Yeah, it's it's in the final game, which is against Dallas, because at the time, every like awesome team in movies was Dallas because sure. of the 90s Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're like battling and they're like they get in the huddle and he takes his helmet off because that's a super normal thing in football yep. huddles. Um, and that's just like he, everyone's like breathing heavily. And he just says that and everybody's like, all right, right on. Let's yep. do this. Um, do you know that the tight end in that movie, um, the deaf tight end? That's Roy from The Office. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I, <laughs> that, that's one of those things that when you realize it, you're like, holy crap. Uh, so, um, yeah, that's Roy from The Office. Um, yeah. Wow. Uh, well, I brought up the Coach Carter thing because I told you what my deepest fear was. What is your deepest fear relative to this game? Um, honestly, it is it is the Chargers getting the Cowboys treatment from Sunday. If so you're saying... Sense. Like you think the Cowboys are gonna like own them or like I mean yes. like that would that be has, my that has more to do with the Chargers or the Cowboys in your mind? Um, probably the Chargers. Mm-hmm. Like not taking anything away from from Dallas from being a good team, but I just you know went on a little rant about the standards that the Chargers had coming in and the standards they essentially need to have for the, uh, for themselves if they ever want to get over the hump, reach a different tier of of the NFL. You know, at some point you got to get tired of being the dark horse every off season you got to get tired of all the jokes you got to you have to be so sick of everything that's followed the chargers over the years and finally make something happen and i understand it's way easier said than done but at some point maybe as a player and as a team they just need to decide we're done it's just simple as that if everyone takes care of their job play in play out maybe we we find something but until then you know it's just going to follow you um, I asked our buddy Rob Stats Guerrero last week um, mm-hmm. who the Niners player was that we weren't paying enough attention to, right? Like everybody was talking about Christian McCaffrey and Brock Purdy, yep. and he said Dre Greenlaw, and it sucked because he had an amazing game. And so <laughs> so he kind of like – it was this perfect answer. Uh, so who was that dude on the chart? I feel like the news about the Chargers has been really weird in the J.C. Jackson stuff. Um, obviously, mm-hmm. Herbert gets a lot of the attention. Austin Eckler's coming back. So like who's the – who's the, the higher hanging fruit that we're not really seeing um, somebody that, you know, the way I phrased it, the stats was like late Monday night. If the Cowboys lose, you know, myself, all the other BTBers will be saying, man, we should have seen this coming. Like this, this dude is kind of hiding in plain sight and we missed it. That's a great question. Um, I think maybe this doesn't make sense if like for more serious football viewers, but like I think for casual fans uh, and also because they don't want to remember his name, I think it's rookie edge rusher Tuli Tuipilotu um, who the Chargers picked in the second round out of USC. The guy has been seriously so phenomenal for the Chargers, not only individually, but the way he's been able to impact fronts to help alleviate pressure off Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa has been absolutely insane. I think right now the, the official stats have him just with two sacks, um, I believe he leads all rookie pass rushers actually in in sacks, uh, tackles for loss, QB hits, and stuff like that. Or at least he's up there. Um, but if you actually go to Pro Football Focus, they have him with five sacks on the year, and they don't they don't count half sacks. But like they have felt that he has been so impactful and, and almost I guess considered deserving credit of a lot of these quarterback sacks the Chargers have gotten in recent weeks. Um, but the way he plays, just like Khalil Mack, they're kind of built similarly. But they're basically power to or speed to power guys, and they're not going to really finesse or dance or do anything. They're going to go straight through you. They've got a good spin move counter inside. Um, but just in general, man, 
when the chargers have good reps on defense and they shut down offenses on third downs and money downs, usually Thule is directly impacting it, whether he's the one bringing down the quarterback or not. So he's a really good answer, man. He's been such a gem for the chargers. A lot of people thought he wasn't going to translate well, um, but he led the the nation in sacks uh, at USC in his senior year with 13 and a half. He also had to over 20 tackles for loss. The guy is a, a phenomenal football player. And I think he's one to watch in this game. Well, I'm properly nervous. Um, so that stinks. Um, wow. Um, goodness. I mean, like that was a little overwhelming. I wasn't expecting such a profound answer, but I should obviously because, yes. you know, you're Michael Peterson. I um, try. Uh, score prediction. Nobody will ask you that between now and, and kickoff. Oh, yeah, totally. I've never answered this before. Um, score prediction. So over the years, I've honestly had to reside to uh, uh, reverse psychology where like okay. I don't pick the Chargers anymore. I just don't because it usually comes to bite me more than it doesn't. So um, you always so, pick against them, is what you're saying. Yeah. I've, I Honestly, I picked against them the whole second half of last year. I just said, there's just no way. We're not going to do it. And they proved me wrong. And I love to eat crow if it means that the team is doing well. So score prediction here, I will give it to the Cowboys. Um, the Chargers defense in general is still very bad. Um, so I'll say there's going to be some points scored. Uh, let's go. 31 to 27 31 27 cowboys just because i see the chargers keeping it close the way they always do it's going to be dramatic there might be a missed field goal and there's probably going to be a fourth and one somewhere um it's funny enough uh, right after i asked you the question while you were pontificating i got a tweet um that i can see on my other monitor over here uh, like literally right this second uh from paul reyes twitter handle dr gizmo eight um, who says cool. it just went away one second uh, said had a dream. The Cowboys win 37 to five against the chargers. Look at that 37 to five. Well, Dr. Gizmo, Dr. Gizmo <laughs> predicted 30 points. You predicted 30 points. The Cowboys offense has been struggling. Do you see this as, I don't say a get right game, but like, do you see the Cowboys offense having success against the chargers? Like, is that something? Cause that's a general take. Like I saw, I got like a fantasy alert that was like, oh man, start all your Cowboys because the Chargers defense is so bad. Blah, blah, blah. But again, every Cowboys fan would say, look, the red zone offense has been really bad. I'm not willing to start anybody. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Again, I think it depends on how you believe the Cowboys will bounce back from the game that they just had. Because mm -hmm. some people will say, oh man, the Chargers are catching the Cowboys at a low point. The Cow the Chargers could take advantage of a uh, Cowboys team that's maybe, you know, down on themselves, uh, losing some confidence, stuff like that. Or the Cowboys are motivated through the roof and will take no less than a complete can of tail whooping on the Chargers. And so I wouldn't be surprised with either one, but if I had to take a wild guess... I would say that they come out again, super motivated. Uh, it seems like George Kittle motivated Micah Parsons to yeah. uh, come back stronger than ever, um, which sucks because, you know, I'm an Iowa alum. So like guys right, like Kittle right. and Laporta, I'm big fans of, but uh, uh, it certainly seems like he made that personal and it's not like the, the Cowboys are going to immediately play the Niners again. They're going to play the chargers next. So if they have any feelings brewed up from things like that, uh, they're going to get to let them out uh, in LA. I don't know who I'm predicting to win this game. I did predict the Niners. Um, if I have to right now, I'll lean Cowboys. But, man, they have they burned up a lot of the benefit of the doubt. I don't know if they burned it all up. But, I mean, mm -hmm. there's very, very, very little left, um, which is just a, a tough, tough, tough scene. Uh, Michael, you are the best. Before we leave, um, two questions for you. 
um one um because i don't know that we'll have you around before christmas time because the next time we'll have you i'll be on the cowboys meet the chargers at the super bowl obviously which will be after christmas oh, yeah, um totally, so what is <laughs> what is a christmas movie you recommend for everybody to watch we're not quite there yet um but still uh just for something for everyone to put in the back of their minds for when christmas time gets here. um this christmas have you seen that's that one? the name it's no, this that's it. yeah it's so it's called this is christmas it a play uh, on, is it a play on last christmas no so it's i'm struggling to think of uh the names of the actors but i saw it as a so in seventh grade i saw it twice in theaters and idris elba's in this yeah idris elba's in it yep 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 um i think morris chestnut is in it um chris brown's in it um a lot of people who you'd recognize this looks like a hallmark um, movie michael there's no way this is oh no, no 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 it is not it is a <laughs> phenomenal movie and i'm talking like my family our tradition on christmas eve is, is we watch three christmas movies we watch the family stone we watch love actually and we watch this christmas every single year we go through that trio and this christmas is one of my favorite christmas movies for sure um definitely like that and love actually because love actually if you haven't seen love actually that's an awesome movie Love actually is um, amazing. I mean, who love is all yeah. around us. Last year, I watched Christmas Vacation for the first time ever um, with Chevy Chase. And mm-hmm. I mean, I'll admit that like it could never be good. Like it could never live up to the hype that like I've heard about it for my sure. entire life. But it was it was just whatever. Like, you know, I actually in a similar sense, I recently saw this is a horrible look for me because I oh barely saw cars, <laughs> barely saw Christmas Vacation. I recently saw Pulp Fiction for the first time ever. Um, and I was, was like, kind of that one too, sure. Yeah, like it was fine, you know what I mean? But like it didn't change my life. And again, some of that's just like I've like heard it, you know, regarded forever. So like it just could never, Mm -hmm. ever, ever live up to that. But um, so uh, this Christmas, by the way, uh, while I'm properly embarrassing myself, the song last Mm -hmm. Christmas when I was in college at Texas A&M, I heard the Glee version of that song. And uh, I was playing racquetball with my buddy, whose name is also Mike, by the way. Um, And uh, and we were talking about that. And I was like, have you heard this song? Like this song rules. And he was like, yeah, uh, that that song's by Wham. And I was so, for no reason, confident in this idea that I fought back. I was like, no, it's not. I was like, Glee wrote this song. And he was he was just all, no, they didn't. He was like, it's a cover. And I, I fought back on that for like five minutes. He went and got his phone and proved me wrong. So it's really embarrassing. Uh, so I just had to get that out there. Um, my last question um, on the heels of the Christmas thing. It was, this was uh-huh. your idea, uh, a power ranking okay. of your favorite breakfast foods. You're a big breakfast person. Um, so top five, you can go side dishes. Main courses, cocktails, whatever you want. But it's like Michael Peterson's five breakfast must-haves. I, I wish you would have told me we were doing that. I would have prepared you a list. It. What do you mean? Are you, no, I understand. But I thought that was just friendly banter of setting up the podcast. Okay. But okay, here we are. Maybe not. I don't know. You don't have to rank them. But just give us okay. the five. You, you know what I mean? You don't have to put them in order. That's totally fine. Um, I'm a big fan of like non-traditional like american breakfast like it's don't get me wrong it's good and stuff but i like breakfast tacos breakfast burritos okay. um i love done up potatoes in any way which is seasoned with you okay. out the wazoo like it's just got i want all the flavor in the world uh but the one thing that i don't think you need to add a ton to biscuits and gravy is always solid um you know it is gonna you put had, you to sleep you ever had uh, chocolate gravy biscuits and chocolate gravy no and i don't think i don't know if serious. i want to i'm not joking uh, my wife's family makes that uh it's it's like you know i wouldn't say it's like chocolate pudding but it's it's chocolate flavored gravy that you dip the biscuits in that sounds so american like holy <laughs> like, that I sounds mean, fake like, from... you were watching a, sh- a parody about america and they were like oh we're have biscuits and gravy oh no honey get the chocolate gravy we need to <laughs> it's really <laughs> it good sounds... i mean it's 
like I understand like I don't love say like cinnamon rolls for breakfast because I don't always want sweet um really? so like under the right circumstances a biscuit and chocolate gravy it slaps I mean I'm gonna give it some thought and maybe work <laughs> it into a, a meal okay well, so you've you've only listed things like uh, do you have a, a group of five that you're ready to commit to yeah no I know I uh okay. breakfast tacos Breakfast burrito. So, okay, I I like the the wide net that you're casting here. So you're and you're differentiating breakfast tacos one and burritos is another. Yes. Okay. Oh. Okay. How how specific do you want me to get? Is this not specific? No, no, no. That's, I'm 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 serious. I'm cool with that. So okay, breakfast tacos, breakfast burritos. We're forty percent of the okay. way. Um, let's go with. I'm blanking all of a sudden. Um, I do like a regular good stack of flapjacks. Um, I okay. think they're so versatile that you can do a ton of stuff with them. Um, gosh, a good frittata is nice, like an egg okay. frittata, quiche, yeah, and so stuff like that. Left. My brother's a chef, and so he was the first one to show me what a frittata was, and I was like, "This is." I didn't. Amazing. I didn't say this. I've I've introduced you with this many times. You're basically uh, Carmi from the Bear. Uh, like that's really actually been your life. People should. Know I've that been through it. Everything right. on the Bear, I've I've lived, right. and that's why that show gives me a really weird form of PTSD. And although I love the show right. to death. Um, it gives oh, and you can add the Christmas episode to your Christmas rotation of your movies now. I think that's one of the best shows of television I've ever seen. Is that oh, Christmas dude. episode? It was. For sure. I, I think I told you when we talked about it um, at the beginning. There was like a, a disclaimer that was like, "There's violence in this episode," and my wife like brought that up. So the whole episode, I was like ridiculously like every time they would grab a fork or something, I was like paranoid. It was wild. Um, you have one more left. One more breakfast um, thing. Gosh, that's tough. I'm trying to think because I love going out to brunch. Uh, like when my family visits and stuff, we always tend to go out and try new places. Um, so I've said tacos, burritos, biscuits and gravy. Um, oh, you know what? Uh, chicken fried steak. Dude, great call. Um, I'll actually throw in like any meat. I'll let you like kind of widen it because pork chops for breakfast are great too. Yeah, I want them. I want them involved here. But chicken fried steak for breakfast is a great call. You go brown or white gravy? white gravy on on biscuits and gravy i recently found a brown gravy recipe i've been making for like dinners and stuff and then i utilize leftovers on like leftover biscuits and breakfast food and stuff okay. like that so that's that's been the next evolution of my uh my culinary stuff because i cook in my house it's been like gravies and sauces and stuff it's been really cool you, you know what other gravy's brown chocolate gravy so mm. give it almost too brown uh, honestly that's true. Um, just so we hit the full RJ Ochoa, Michael Peterson bingo card, I need to tell people that are only listening and not watching. I guess maybe I need to enlighten people who are watching that you look like Baker Mayfield. Um, I know that you said no one has ever told you that before. It's so true. Like, I don't know how you you kind of sound like him, too. Like, I mean, I'm not convinced that you aren't the same person. Should I completely shave my face and like ruin the illusion? Should I do something that drastic? He's done that before. I mean, you know, that's it's not like he's ever been, you know, not clean shaven. Um, but I mean, I think, and you've worn glasses before too. Like, you know, that's when it really kind of hits. When does he wear glasses? He's worn glass. I'm sure I could find a, fi a picture of him wearing glasses in like five seconds. The way I found the cast of the holiday or this Christmas, whatever it was called. <laughs> um, the holiday is a bad movie. I don't even know, know why that came up to mind, but my wife likes that movie. So shout out to my wife and shout out to your wife. They got a lot of play this episode. Thank you. Um, wow. Um, Michael Peterson on Twitter at zone tracks um whose wife loves freaky friday and princess diaries who himself loves gravy although not chocolate and uh who doesn't think the chargers will beat the cowboys and who would be shocked if kellen moore had a big game and a revenge game of sorts anything else you want to add anything about life politics i know that you're passionate as we mentioned 
<laughs> not in the slightest, but because I didn't give you my answer, and I wonder if there's listeners who probably uh, were wondering what my answer oh, is. That's my, my bad. My guilty or my emotional support movie is also very recent, and um, it might surprise you, but it's Crazy Rich Asians. That's a good movie. Um, it's a phenomenal movie. It's funny. I mean, but it's like, like I laughed really hard when I watched it, but like I don't know that I would ever laugh that hard again. You know what I mean? So um, one of the biggest reasons is that I'm a fan of like, I want to like, I haven't had the chance to, but I want to like travel. And like, I watch every food documentary of like street food on Netflix, everything top to bottom, mm-hmm. every country. And so there's that scene where they, they get back to Singapore and they go on that montage of trying a billion different things in that food hall. Um, it blows my mind. It makes me so happy. And so like, that's a huge part of it. I think it's a hilarious movie. I like the way it's filmed. Um, but like that scene in general is like, I'll just enjoy the crap out of it every single time. I know that we already gave our answers, but another movie along these lines, um, also three words, Crazy Stupid Love. That is a great movie. Like anytime you're just needing an emotional support. Um, I see the scene that like, you know, the scene I'm talking about all the time on TikTok. Like people are like, they don't write scenes like this anymore. There's still good movies out there. Let's just relax. But um, that was a great scene. Great moment. Um, okay. Last, last, last thing. Give us, because we've talked kind of things to watch. Give us a recommendation on things to watch. Anything. It could be a show. Mine to you is Lego Masters on Fox. If you don't, I've watch seen show, the first couple episodes, the first couple dude, seasons. We haven't caught up recently, but it was it did used to be our thing. You will love it, I promise. It's so good. Uh, will Arnett is great. So Lego Masters is my recommendation. Give us one. Okay. Um, if you haven't seen because it's an older show, my wife had to show me because she's obsessed with it. Uh, Monk, the old '90s um, detective show. Let, if you've never like, seen it, on like USA or whatever it was. Yeah. It's on. Um, it's on Prime. If you have Prime. So okay. and I say that because we just watched it through the whole thing. There's like eight seasons. We watched it through for the third time. But then my uh, Alexa device just uh, showed a little thing that goes, oh, they're making a monk movie. And I was like, what? And so it's like <laughs> 20 some years, 20 plus years after the show ended. They're making a movie. It has all the old people. So like that was just really cool. But that's why it's on my mind. But it's a phenomenal show. It's like it's one of those long classic shows that when it ended, it actually nailed the ending it's not like lost or any of these other ones that are famous for like throwing it on the final mm, show or whatever this, yeah this yeah and i love how i met your mother but monk right. wraps it all up in a bow hands it to you you cry you're not gonna cry it is so good so anyway monk give it a shot monk uh since we talked christmas how i met your mother uh one of the only shows that i wouldn't say only but have great thanksgiving episodes that's when you know a sitcom's great is when they've got great thanksgiving episodes um him you had that until the very end we don't have to talk about that end. uh michael you're the best uh on twitter at zone tracks say one word and then we go anywhere you want peace want to give a big time shout out big time thank you to michael peterson for taking the time to join a super fun conversation i could talk to michael about anything forever um as evidenced by the fact that we went way into the weeds on pop culture movies i actually realized after talking to michael um well i don't remember if i think um if i could you know put together my words i think that part of the plot to the freaky friday movie with jamie lee curtis and Lindsay lohan was um that it was friday the 13th yeah, as, as i recall i certainly could be wrong but that sounds right uh in my mind this friday is friday the 13th what a coincidence <laughs> what a coincidence that that happened to happen uh so um kind of funny that that i hadn't thought about that movie in a very long time um and so um kind of funny that that came back into our lives uh obviously um in in the course of this conversation but Michael made me feel better uh, about the Cowboys facing the Chargers. Obviously, it's easy to feel down about Dallas right now, but it's worth mentioning that Dallas is the favorite in this game. That doesn't always mean everything, but, you know, 
this is still a very good football team. Don't let the drubbing that they took to San Francisco. I did a, a stream in the BR app on Wednesday, and I kind of talked about this. They got destroyed, all right? But they got destroyed by maybe the best team in the NFL. That doesn't mean they're trash. It just means they're not better than the best team in the NFL. I understand that that's still a disappointing thing, but we don't have to really freak out. We can be upset and mad and pout like we talked about in the proper and properly contextualized way without leaping to an unfair and ridiculous conclusion. So that's all I ask of you. Um, you get back-to-back weekends if you're an Dallas Cowboys fan. If you're not, I'd be curious how you ended up here. But if you did, <laughs> subscribe to your rating right review, please. Uh, you get back-to-back weekends where you get to watch um, all of Sunday's NFL action. So um, all of us, Scott Hansen, we're going to sit, we're going to relax. And the reason I say back-to-back is because the Cowboys, obviously, on Monday Night Football this week and then on the bye next week. So um, best of luck to you in your fantasy matchups. Um, if you are a Texas Rangers fan and if the Astros did punch their ticket uh, before you're listening to this, let's go. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, NBA's come back, NHL. I mean, like, I say it all the time. This is the best time of year. The new Spider-Man game comes out next week. I am so unbelievably excited. I'm so behind on so many games, but they all are going to get pushed down the pecking order because the first two Spider-Man games that I played, that everyone played, obviously, for PlayStation, are the best games ever made in the history of the world. And I cannot wait for this one. It's going to be awesome. Can't wait to spend many a night uh, with the PS5 and the dogs at my feet. Um Swinging through New York City. All right. I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your day, a wonderful rest of your weekend. And um, the next time you hear from me will be, let's see here. Well, you can watch this conversation, by the way, on the Blog on the Boys YouTube channel. Uh, we'll have our Madden simulation up for you, um, as well as the weekend starts on the YouTube channel. You won't hear from me on the podcast network before Monday night. You will obviously hear from me after the game on our live show, which you can watch on YouTube and Twitch and our Facebook page. Uh, but I do a, a Monday podcast on the NFL show feed that I mentioned, uh, the SB Nation NFL show with Mark Schofield, who we mentioned, and JP Acosta, who I shouted out. Um, Monday Football Monday drops on Mondays, obviously does. So you can listen to that if you want. Subscribe, leave a rating, write a review over there as well. But for now, I bid you adieu. I hope you have the most wonderful day of all time. You know why? Because you deserve it. We will see you manana, my friends. As always, go Cowboys and peace out. Support for this show comes from Fundrise. Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say, hard to do. For example, high interest rates are crushing the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. It's no wonder the Fundrise flagship fund plans to go on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in just minutes and with as little as $10 by visiting Fundrise.com Fox. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at Fundrise.com flagship. This is a paid advertisement.